podcast where I introduce my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music and they in turn get me to listen to well whatever they want and this week we have another returning guest we have Matt O'Leary those of you that are fans of the show you know the returning listeners will recognize Matt Um, great friend of mine beautiful taste in music uh, and we always have very fun and lively discussions and uh, pretty excited to dive into these two albums you know they're kind of in similar flavors but in different playgrounds as i like to say it um and yeah i hope you enjoy it the usual preamble you know the usual thanks for those who have helped make this podcast going and make this podcast go uh obviously the uh lead um the music that we find on here uh is provided by explosive ear candy with their track all together now uh so happy to have them on the podcast and the graphic designer for our logo is done by liana osinski uh so thank you to both of them for helping helping shape this podcast into what it is and i also want to thank you for tuning in and um you know, I don't usually promote, you know, this podcast here, but uh, be sure to share this out with people, you know, be sure to uh, share it around uh, if the podcast catcher that you're using allows for um, rating or commenting, you know, give us good vibes uh, and yeah, just share it around. Tell people about it. Uh, we're back once a month. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, and that's it. Let's dive into this week's episode of Quid Come along. Give me more of your sunshine. Give me more of your air. Give me more of this feeling. The world is spinning for you and me today. into the uh the episode here uh thanks so much for coming on matt uh long time friend long time uh collaborator for these kinds of things uh but for those that are uninitiated and somehow missed you the first couple of times i've had you on um do you want to introduce yourself sure yeah uh name's matt o'leary i had a youtube channel that was more active a couple years back similar music reviews anthony fantano second wave uh (laughs) reviewer and covered a lot of prog like Mm -hmm. notes and met you i think three or four years ago maybe even earlier it might be earlier i don't know like i said time is a soup yeah yeah Yeah. Um, but i covered more uh, i'd say more wide-ranging genres Mm -hmm. Uh, not as deep into prog as you but more breath as far as uh indie uh, pop uh, other yeah. type of stuff yeah you opened my eyes to a lot of more um i want to say niche bands like smaller bands that have a wider following it's it's hard to correlate because like 
Prague is so insular. It's so like of its own that like everybody knows everybody else's band in that. Um, but yeah. there's all these like fringe groups that have very large followings that most of the fans of the traditional progressive rock might not know, but there's a lot of like prog overtones in those bands that I've really enjoyed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the one today is a good, perfect example. Yeah. Like not in prog verse, but they mm -hmm. have a huge cult following and yeah. Yeah, like you were the one that got me into King Gizzard. You got me into Wolfpack. Um, and those are just two that I've been following pretty regularly. Um, so I'm pretty excited. And you also got me into Ween because uh, I dove back into their back discography. Um, and I think you did a very good job of introducing me with Quebec because that's still my favorite album from them. Um, Mollusk is a close second, but yeah, some, yeah. something about Quebec that just it's very special. Same, same. Mm -hmm. Like I recognize why mo the mollusk is the so widely popular, but there's yeah. just something. About there's something special about Quebec, you know. Yeah. Uh, and as a Canadian, uh, more specifically an Ontarian, I don't know if I could ever say that in any other context. Uh, but there really is something special about <laughs> Quebec. <laughs> oh boy. Um, um, you, well, you introduced me to kind of the subgenres of Prague, which I was, hmm. I knew the big, maybe the big five, Rosh, Genesis, Gentle Giants, yeah. Just um, ELP, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, King Crimson and all the big, big ones, yeah. King Crimson, yeah, but some of the more modern stuff, um, even the Neo-Prague of the 80s was really mm -hmm. off my radar. Right. Brilliant. Um, you know, IQ the last yeah. time we we chat. Um, yeah. So tons of stuff like that. And I've dug deeper. I started listening to Sea of Tranquility. Mm. You know that page? Um, yep. Yep. Channel. So uh, yeah, that's been like eye opening, just all this stuff that I. Yeah. And even. Even since I started, the genre has exploded into all these different branches that I never would have expected. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, and like the channel C and Tranquility that you just mentioned, he also is covering so much different things. Like, I, I could never keep a rigid schedule like he does. So I'm I'm always in awe for the... Kind of yeah, it's like at it's least a video day. a day. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous, but uh, my hat goes off to him. Uh, I think what he's doing is great. Um, but we are here to talk about these these two albums that we're sharing. Yeah, um, I, I do want to yeah. say just an idea mm -hmm. probably considered, but having like some panel or regular um, groups that cover certain subgenres or certain scenes or um, whatever it is mm -hmm. would be a cool idea because he has some of that going on. I don't yeah, that's in thought. But. No, that's a great thought. And I was trying to do something like that or at the very, very beginning of this year. I just was sat for time because I still work full time. Um, but it is something that I want to do every like quarter of the year, like whenever a new season comes up, I want to have kind of a roundtable discussion over a particular topic. Um, mm. I'm hoping to do that um, and maybe cover like a specific subgenre or maybe like a theme of some kind. Um, I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so I'm excited to find out what album you have in store for me. Do you want to give me a little bit of a taste? Like, what am well, I, I in store like for? Because <laughs> <laughs> building anticipation for, for quite a while. Yeah. Um, you want me to just break break the news? Or? Go for it. Yeah. I I think well, I know the artist because you had yeah, teased yeah. you had teased it the last episode. Okay, so named after a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, but same name. <laughs> Just so happens. Um, and kind of a cult following type of band. Uh, mm-hmm. pr- definitely progressive rock, but nice. could not be, would not be lumped in with most of the stuff that people think about first with, with Prague. Right. Uh, has a strong kind of, shoegaze uh almost like emo tone guitar okay um very uh immersive arena rock almost and big drums big guitars um, are gentle vocals very melodic uh everything's about the the melody right you're giving me some good flavors here i'm very excited yeah and i was trying to i was trying to choose an album it's mew by the way yeah yep I was going to say, I don't think it's Parasect or um, I'm trying to think of another obscure Pokemon um, <laughs> like Heracross or, I don't know, Squirtle. On Chan, your new favorite. Project. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Mew and uh, Danish band mm-hmm. been around for quite a while. I was trying to choose an album and it was like, do I go with the one? <laughs> the one, the big <laughs> one? Yeah. And I felt like because you're you were new to them, or at least you're saying that, maybe you yeah. you've um I have not, I will say I have not consciously heard anything from them. And I have a lot of people have recommended Mew to me yeah. a lot. And I just I've never been able to find time to sit down and listen to them. So this is going to be, as far as I know, my first sitting down and listening to them. I feel like you're like a kid on Christmas who tells <laughs> Um, just to make her feel good that he didn't like sneak down and look at some presents mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'll I'll take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Mew, I decided to go with the one because of that, the the album, because otherwise it just would have been kind of a slice of their sound without mm. being a really full representation. And I feel like this one is the full gamut from uh, most aggressive to Ooh. most soft and, and mellow. Um, okay. So I just had to go with it. It's one of my favorites of all time. Oh, okay. Setting the bar pretty high. Is it actually called the one or are you just alluding to it as the one? <laughs> it's, it's the, it's called and the glass and the kites and the glass and the cuts <laughs> it's and and the glass handed kites glass handed kites handed kites sometimes my dyslexia bleeds into my hearing so like i'll hear something and my brain will be like that doesn't make let's see what we can no turn this out is here. not a good album name just objectively <laughs> and it's not a great album cover either but it's okay. iconic now to me at least right uh, with and, like, uh, concentric uh, what, what do you call the russian dolls uh, oh like the rust the the nesting dolls um yep yep yeah but it's instead just... of that you've got like five versions of this of the singer's face oh open like eating himself collapsing into himself 
It's oh, weird. Boy. And then there's like Mew in their terrible type. Like, I don't know who did this or what, what hmm. audience. It, it's strange as a marketing person. I'm like, what is going on? With the Why on earth? Well, let's see if I can bring this up. I tried it on my phone, but uh, my streaming service is being very... So I'm guessing it's M-E-W. M-E-W and the glass handed kites from 2005. Oh, I see it. That is a um, Photoshop nightmare is what that is. Yeah, wow. it's kind of a squiggly, weird, like line of yarn. Sort yeah, of it's it reminds me of, um, you know, those like um, uh, graphic design is my passion. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that meme a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's not a great one, but you can see already just in, from what I've said so far and what you see with this album cover that mm -hmm. even the name that this band just is their own thing and you can't quite place them like they're just they're hmm. just you and that's it. Um, okay. So yeah, this is their fourth album. They have seven albums. I'm not crazy about their first two, but after that they're all they're all stellar. They're me. all pretty good. Okay. Yeah. 2005. Excellent. Right, so. in the, right in the kind of sweet spot to me of like mm -hmm. modern, alternative modern rock. Yeah. With a progressive element. Okay. I am, I am looking forward to this one because I do remember seeing that album cover. Um, it's hard to miss. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, do you want to know the album that I have in mind for you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to do something completely different. Um, and this was my favorite album of the year that it was released. Um, and it was released in 2014. So this was like, I started my YouTube channel the year of 2014. Um, so this is... Um, this one kind of holds like the first album of the year for me. Um, and it's from a band that only really put out three albums. They put out three albums and then they just kind of disbanded and disappeared. Um, they're, um, how can I, they're almost uncategorical, but very poppy, very fresh, but still almost unmistakably progressive rock, even though I think the longest song on this album is nine minutes. Like all the other ones are pretty digestibles at like three or four minutes. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I hope that this is right up your alley. Um, and I guess I don't know the history of notes. Yeah, uh, well, this was in the dark ages, right? Like this is when I was still trying to figure everything out and like the, the lighting was crap. I didn't even have a proper microphone. So I'm, I'm wondering if you've even heard about this band and I don't, wanna, I don't mean that as a, oh, you don't know about this band kind of a thing. Um, the band's called Perfect Beings. No. No, oh, this is great. Um, so yeah, their first album is self-titled. Um, they started their run, like they got together back in 2012 and then they released their first album in 2014. Um, and it's still, I still consider it their best album. Uh, their second album is Perfect Beans 2, which was fine. Um, and then they put out their third album, which was called uh, 
uh, fear, um, but like the German word for four, um, mm. which is, you know, it's classic progressive rock. Their third album is called Four. Um, <laughs> but it's more in reference to the four suites of music that it has uh, okay. rather than their numerical one. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's just called Perfect Beings. Um, okay, the, I faintly remember you mentioning this at some point, but I yeah, don't, I don't think I listened. It's just... I, I I feel like this album uh, and this band is like accessible prog um, and I'm very excited to chat a little bit more um, about this mainly because they only have the three albums so I can't really talk more about them because uh, I don't think they're going to be putting out any other album after this so yeah that's what I've got in store for you cool so um, you think they're done Yes, it is a little sad. I mean, the best one. The first one's the best one. Second one was okay. Their third album, a lot of people consider it their best album, and it does hold some of their best music. But I still think that the first album as a whole is a much better album. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So that's what I've got for you. Uh, and I'm pretty excited to hear your thoughts about it as well. Cool. Yeah. Let's uh jump in. Let's do this. Yeah, so I will I will listen to Mew. Uh, you'll listen to... We'll play them over the top of each other, right? That's how, we... <laughs> That's how it goes, right? We listen to them simultaneously. Um, no, I'll, I'll go into my own little musical silo. You can chill out in your room. Um, uh-huh. And then... Turn the lights off. That's right. Get, get cozy. Um, and it looks like my uh, Mew album is a hair longer, so... I'll let you know when I'm done. You can have maybe yeah, a couple. So there are two versions on Spotify. Okay. Um, I want to make sure I've got the right one. Version that's just and the glass handed kites. Okay. Um, not Mew and the glass handed kites. Okay. Oh, I see. So this is. The last song should be Luis Luisa. Yes, it is. Okay. Because the one I was looking at was like over an hour long. Um mm-hmm. So this one is just, it's just got text on it rather than the monstrosity. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. I thought I saw a different album cover. I just listened to this not too long ago. Well, I saw like the other album cover was the, like the faces eating themselves. Um, yeah. Oh, maybe this is the one. I mean. I've always had that one saved and okay. I've always known, uh, I don't even, I think I listened to the other bonus tracks, but I've always known them as bonus tracks, so right 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 so this one um because the way that spotify does it is it like clumps two albums with the same title um so i will listen to the one that has the faces on it but ends with uh louise luisa Mm -hmm. perfect so i got that one queued up for me okay perfect beings and the album cover is like a perfect circle and be like you know, it was good. <laughs> it sounded familiar. Um, well, it's interesting because the album cover itself uh, is a solar eclipse. So it is kind of like a perfect circle. Cool. This this looks this looks good. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but, you know, I'm, I'm it's into got, it. Already. It's got some chill vibes to it, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Just looks like like a blank slate. It's not giving me much information, which I like. I just want to hear it in the music. That's right. It's all about the music on here. Cool. All right. Well, let's do it. 
All right, I'll see you back here in about uh, 54-ish minutes. All right. To get away. Because I know the future's on our side. I go into our separate music silos to listen to each other's albums. I'm very excited to uh, revisit Mew and the Glass Handed Kites. Still can't get over that title and still can't get over that album cover. Uh, as Matt also listens to Perfect Beings, their debut self-titled album. Uh, I'm pretty excited to hear what Matt has to think about one of my all-time favorites favorite albums honestly this is an album that keeps on giving and i don't want to spoil too much but i think mew might be one of the same um so yes i want to thank everybody once again for listening for tuning in um if you haven't already and you like uh music podcasts which i assume you do seeing as you're listening to this one go and check out my other podcast the metalhead it's a meditative podcast all about metal music it's being hosted by myself and my good friend grace hayhurst uh we have a great time it's a very chill podcast you know it's very chill it's very good vibes um and hopefully by this time, I'll also have my other podcast all about copyright and intellectual property of the IP address. Yeah, I'm finally releasing the title. Uh, hopefully I've got a handful of episodes out already. Uh, I'm recording this way in advance, so I, we'll see. We'll see. If you can't find it, maybe it's not necessarily because of your searching skills. It's probably because I haven't released it yet. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, if you want to engage with myself or the podcast, uh, we're most active on Twitter. You know, the bird app is still alive and kicking. Um, so, yeah, if you want, you can find uh, me, myself, at Notes Reviews on Twitter. And you can find this fancy little uh, podcast as well if you want to skip the middleman and go straight to the source with um, uh, finding us at ProgQuo. Pretty easy to remember. P-R-O-G-Q-U-O. ProgQuo. Um, so, yeah, pretty easy to find. Uh, engage. Say hi. Uh, recommend some um, albums or um, topics that you want to see covered on this show. And I think that's about it for this little uh, break. You know, I hope you guys have uh, gotten yourself a nice little beverage of some kind, whether it be hot or cold. Got yourself in a nice little uh, comfortable area and are just ready to take in some good vibes. So, yeah, let's dive back in, find out what I thought about Mew and what Matt thought about Perfect Beans. We'll catch you guys back in a bit. Because I know the future's on our side. So how was it? How was Perfect Beings? It was, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, one of those that you're just like, how have I missed this? I was, you know? I That's was, the yeah. Thing about it nowadays. Yeah, when I when I suggested it, I'm like, ah, oh, there's like a 50-50 chance that Matt will have already listened to it because it's. I yeah. feel like it's right up his alley. Yeah, I actually, I think I have. Oh, okay. Uh, think i have like a after hearing a couple songs um mm -hmm. the name and the 
album art kind of like okay yeah but it wasn't enough i didn't really attend to it too closely so right right yeah, i i really enjoyed it um beautiful i mean yeah. i have plenty of notes and things but um why did you decide to, that that was the one i don't really know it just kind of came to me um it's a like it's an album that i genuinely love and i love talking about it whenever i can um and it will just kind of fall off the radar for you know a couple of months and then i'll be like oh yeah perfect beings uh and that's kind of what happened this time around where as i'm starting to rejuvenate the podcast i'm like i need somebody to listen to this but who um and right afterwards we had set up this i'm like this is the perfect person to give it to so it's kind of where that came from yeah yeah it definitely is in my in my vein i feel like the kind of modern um clean vocal style mm-hmm. yeah and i yeah, thought it's not kind of cynic uh, like the vocals they have a kind of a hint of their kind of clean style i can hear um, that yeah that's like intense um, mm-hmm. um a little more some even kind of piano driven rock Mm-hmm. that's not prog at all came to mind like yeah grand, the band granddaddy um, okay heard them but even like Coldplay or something you know like at times there's some moments that are are similar uh, yeah but i think the you in the instrumentation you get hints of all the prog greats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. prog the british influence is strong there absolutely you know, yeah Genesis and pink floyd and king crimson and I had yeah, always oh, thought yeah. that this is what yes would sound like if they continued the going for the one sound instead of yeah, going yeah. to like the weird tornado stuff and the mm-hmm. 80s stuff. Um, if they yeah, had continued, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have done, done a couple albums like that. That would mm-hmm. be prime. Um, but yeah, especially in the bass, I hear uh, Squire, you know, yeah. um, there's that Rickenbacker type sharpness yeah to the bass which is really cool uh, and uh, that stayed consistent and it's kind of one of the staples of of things uh, mm-hmm. definitely different uh vocal style and yeah yes, a lot of similarities for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, i hear they're like really pastoral and um atmospheric moments which is why i mentioned pink floyd yeah i can definitely and that was one of the reasons that i really gravitate to this album is all the different harmonies and all the different interplays in that sense um they don't feel the need to be like even though some of the sounds sound very big and larger than life they're only really using like the one synth the guitars like there's not a whole lot of overlay of instruments on there Yeah, yeah yeah um I thought that the first two songs, like if someone starts listening to this this album, the first two, Canyon Hill and Helicopter, weren't very representative of the whole no. thing. No. Um, yeah, and it's so interesting because one of my favorite moments on this album is the end of Helicopters and how it gets revised at the very end of the album. 
I didn't notice it. You yeah. Know, it's one of those things that would take a couple of listens. Yeah. To. So the whole like yeah. act and react, act, act and react is from helicopters that is then revised at the very end of the album. Yeah. 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 yeah I heard you mentioned like not, there not being too much instrumentation beyond the kind of core Mm -hmm. there are plenty of keyboard sounds and oh yeah yeah what i meant in that was that um unlike i find like a lot of more rock albums there's not like 20 guitars or like a whole lot of that but there is definitely a lot of overlay of the synths Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. but good catch yeah so um i think the middle of the album is what got me the most okay good epic walkabout mm-hmm. um the a couple songs after that yeah really awesome to me um the beginning and end the beginning i was like oh man this is kind of like a, a pop more pop thing mm-hmm. um, a little bit more intimate and close uh, of a sound visceral whereas the middle was way it just opened up as big arena huge sound i mean like great production and just mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden it got complex to the point where i was like okay well i'm not going to be able to like <laughs> figure this out right now right <laughs> i yeah. can tell i like it but it's going to take me a while but that's a good definitely a good thing yeah um, it's a it kind of blends together on first listen where I can't, I just have a general impression, but I don't have the song structures quite figured out yet. Um, yeah. Which would come, you know, with time. Yeah. There's a lot of complexities to these, even though they're a little bit on the shorter side. I mean, walkabout and one of your kind, notwithstanding being both like eight and nine minutes, but like the thing that always got me with this was how much they're able to pack in to these shorter run times, like program kid, uh, yeah. remnants of shield and frictions are all under five minutes. And yet they all feel like mini epics all in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't like crazy long, but they're wide spanning. They go mm-hmm. unexpected directions. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked, yeah, removal of the identity chip program kid. Yeah. Those are some favorites. Yeah. Um, One of my favorites is friction. I just love the large sound that it's able to produce. Sometimes. that's the one that I like when I used to make a lot more mixes for individuals, try to get them into progressive yeah. rock. Uh, Frictions would be a, a track that I would constantly put on being like, Hey, you got to check this out. It's yeah. really good. Good. Like first taste. That's right. It's a good first taste. It's the taste Again, that like, hopefully hooks them. Yeah. I can't really remember individual tracks too mm-hmm. well, but there's a lot going on. I mean, there's soloing every instrument seems to have a star moment but no instrument is like the clear star yeah it's it's a really nice balance too because you know there are a lot of bands that the keyboards are the 
clear star the vocals are the clear star or like the uh, guitars are the clear star but i like how this band is able to um include all of them to make a unified sound yeah and it was a it, it sounded like them mm -hmm. throughout. yeah uh, whereas um you hear all their ref, their influences, but it does have a cohesion to it that's very them. I will say there are some outliers in that, like the first track obviously is like a totally different thing. And yeah, um, yeah. So. One one of the things that I I one of the reasons why I still come back to this band and specifically this album is there's not a lot of other bands even outside of the progressive rock stream that really sound like this um to this extent like there are definitely bands that have flavors here and there but i i feel like bands really haven't sounded like this before um and even though this is coming on 10 years i haven't heard anything sounding like this since hmm. yeah like to this extent at least yeah what what about them is kind of like the differentiator to you there's almost like this uh, and i know this might sound a little strange but there's almost like this innocence to them like i found a lot of bands especially within like the later 2000s early 2010s were very uh cynical very dark very brooding um and i mean there was yeah. a lot of great art that came from that but there wasn't a whole lot of like optimistic, very happy sounding music without sounding like a flower power track that you would get from like the 60s. Because um, like you would have bands like Spock's Beard or Flower Kings or Moon Safari that have this kind of celebration of sound, but they all feel from a different age. Like they all feel from the 60s and 70s where- yeah these guys so some of those more optimistic yeah yeah, yeah. exactly without feeling old yeah without feeling like disingenuous like as much as i love cold play and their later stuff it does feel a little disingenuous with their everything is great everything's happy let's all celebrate um yeah. like it's a far cry from cold rush to a head and viva la vida um but it's that innocence, that celebration of sound without repeating music that came before it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it does have a lightness about it, but it's still very dark passages. And it's a good mix. It's, it's a really yeah. mix. I'm yeah. going to listen a lot more. And oh, I'm glad. Yeah, it's, uh, I would buy it like immediately. Mm -hmm. so, really cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I keep trying to find um, a CD or like, uh, unfortunately, they don't have a vinyl of it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, this, um, when they were promoting their second album, that was what, the first time that they actually had a physical copy on CD. Um, and the third album I have on vinyl, but um, yeah, I'm not able, you can download their music from Bandcamp, which is what I ended up doing because yeah. I wanted to support them. Yeah. But it was just a download like it was just a, a high quality mp3 is this album well respected enough in these circles that it would be pressed i don't i don't know i don't think it ever really got that 
popular. Like the band themselves is, are pretty popular, but I don't know if this particular album did. I mean, if you look at the play, um, the actual plays on Spotify, like the highest that they're getting on this album is like 15,000 plays. So I don't know if it'll ever actually warrant a vinyl pressing. It might get a CD pressing, but yeah. But yeah. it seems like uh, from just poking around on Prague archives and that this is, a, you know, pretty well-reviewed album, but it's not like the clear standout. It might be your... It's, yeah, it's one of those, like, it's my clear standout, but um, for the community, all three albums are pretty solid. Um, yeah. Yeah, but this one, that's why I went to this one. This one's my favorite. I will say, if you like this one, um, after you've digested it, I would recommend checking out their third album of Fear. Um, okay. It's uh, four separate passages that uh, make up the whole album. Um, and it's a okay. lot more melodic. It's a lot more atmospheric. So do you just not, why don't you expect them to make another one? Uh, well, I think they've actually gone on the record to say that they've disbanded. Um, yeah. yeah, like I've, uh, I believe when I was talking about um, Perfect Beans in one of my either live streams or something, um, one of my viewers said that they have disbanded. Um, and I'm actually going to take a look right now to see. Yeah. Well, this, this will give me some, just this album alone is like, require some listens so mm -hmm. I can imagine their other stuff is equally yeah aired. yeah uh, i wasn't a yeah. big fan of their second album but um i know that there are people that like it and there are a few tracks here and there but it's that first album that i still just i love yeah and uh you had me listen to mew for the first time so uh once again yeah. So it's a tough one to probably process, right? And it is. And it is definitely one of those that I'm going to have to sit down and re-listen to a couple of times. Um, I guess I'm kind of in the same boat that you are with Perfect Beans. Um, but I, I enjoyed it pretty much right from the opening sounds. Um, but I think I, I, as I was listening to this, I felt like there was a lot of similarities between these two albums. Because the first track of Circuitory, uh, Circuitory, I think that's it, Circuitory of the Wolf, mm -hmm. um, is very, yes, uh, very different from all the other tracks that follow. Um, yeah. Like, it's got very, I called them like ugly sounding guitars, like very raw garage band sounding um, you almost guitars. You this like we're warming up in our jam mm -hmm. session. Yeah, it's you like know, we're we're like not quite in on. tune. We're still trying to get there. The one thing that I really, really appreciated um, about this album is how most of the tracks bleed into one another. So it feels much more like a unified listening experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that. Um, and I loved how a lot of the buildups of like the ending of a track uh, started the next track with quite a bit of momentum uh totally yeah, yeah this is one where i i it like pains me to listen to 
the mm-hmm. end of a song and not hear the next one. It's yeah. Like, there aren't many that it's like, oh, like, come on. It's just so <laughs> transition. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to put any of these songs on like a mixtape or anything. Um, And heaven forbid, I would have one of these songs end up on like a shuffle playlist. Cause it just, it wouldn't, I don't know. It wouldn't feel quite uh, the same. It wouldn't feel the same. Um, Well, I'm glad you noticed that right away. I mean, one of the standouts of the album is how good some of those transitions are, especially for me, the first half Mm -hmm. of the record is just perfect. Like the seven, eight songs with the, um, yeah the way that they they manage those transitions super yeah um even it's interesting because one of my favorite build-ups is the end of why are you looking grave yeah. uh into fox club uh and i i do wish that they did a little bit more with fox club outside of just a little bit of an interlude before we come into uh apocalyptico apocalyptico yeah um but even still they continue that momentum and i love the actual build that we have in apocal um man they make that one hard to pronounce apocalyptico so that's it because i was like that's a that's a very juicy name for a track um yeah i I, that that build at the end of why you're looking grave yeah it's like oh man it's really going somewhere and it just mm -hmm. gets you all the way there and then just falls off the map and you, oh, look, you don't get the, the yeah I think it's like purposeful like a you know it feels like an intentional choice to me um, oh for sure yeah up, yeah being just this very like chill calm before the storm of the apocalypse Um, but but speaking about because like, I think we jumped over it just a little bit. Um, I loved how uh, the first track blossoms right into the second track, um, and I love that that um, almost launch pad um, because you know I love the deep bass sounds that we have for this track. I'm loving the uh, the synths that are in the second half of this track. Like like that was something I noticed within each of these tracks. Like the beginning of the track took the momentum from the previous song and then did something very interesting so that in the second half it's building itself into something completely different Hmm. and i i really really appreciated that because at no point did it ever feel like boring or we were retreading the same ground it was always going into a very interesting direction yeah there's like forward motion at all mm-hmm. times even if you have repeated courses or whatever it's like there's something coming in it yeah yeah some of the chord changes and things to just really oh. cool you don't even i don't even really know what song i'm on you know it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those it's just the whole album is is an experience and i yeah i don't keep track of the tracks very well it's it's all kind of like mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and even though I love the harmonies uh, between like all the singers and the instruments, the one thing that um, this album did very well was, and I don't know if there's a word for it, but it's like the harmony between notes, like changing the note sequences um, that have this very interesting harmonization quality to it. Like going from one note to another note and the passing of the baton between the two notes in such an yeah. interesting, like harmonizing way um, yep. that's beyond just like following the next step of like, oh, this note definitely is the one that follows this next note. Um, there's yep. this interplay of harmonies that I really love. Um, and the one that I found the best for that was the one two punch of Special and the Gatekeeper's Boy. Um, yeah, zookeeper's boy. Sorry, yeah. the zookeeper's boy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, both of those I I loved, um, especially with special um, having more of a danceable beat. It wasn't like okay, where's the time signature on this one? It was just okay. I can actually dance this one. This one's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like a single. Um, mm -hmm. And zookeeper's boy, like you mentioned, with the with the vocal layering. Mm -hmm. um, yeah right at the end there there's just this like there's probably three or four different separate vocal parts all like complex and unique and all layered on top of each other and it just yeah it's yeah. awesome um is you get that the poppiest hook i think that song zookeeper's boy was a was a radio hit in europe and um in denmark for a long time so i that can was see that the, yeah the hit yeah. Um, I also love how, um, again, the, the harmonies continue with uh, a dark design, but I feel like the survivors um, of jazz ballet, I think that's, is it sur saviors or survivors? Uh, saviors. Saviors, right. Um, it's kind of a culmination of all the sounds that came before it. It's like, okay, we've played with all these different sounds. Let's put them all into one song. Um, and I feel like it's a great um, kind of like summary of the album up to that point to usher us into the second half and the last part of the album. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's a weird one. There's um, a couple tracks there that, you know, I don't think that this is a perfect album. Mm -hmm. uh, I honestly, the front half is is just stronger to me than the, the back half. I would have um, now, this is just me for one listen, but I would agree. Yeah. I felt like I was much more engaged in the front half than I was in the second half. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not like, this is an airtight album for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I think there are some moments they could have trimmed and, and shortened it up just a bit, but especially in the back backside, um, mm -hmm. like white lip hits to me feels like the last track. And then it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, I agree because like, the way it ends, it's one of the few tracks that has like a definitive ending without uh, yep. going directly into the next track. Yeah, and I don't think I dislike any any tracks, but it's just, yeah, it's not what you'd think of the perfect album, you know, mm -hmm. every moment. But there are some highlights there that are just, they top anything. They're completely unique to me. Um, uniquely their sound and they, they just are euphoric to me um, yeah which is yeah, why I, it's one of my favorites of all time oh absolutely i agree like even just with looking at the notes like i have a lot more notes for the first half of the album than i do for the second half um yeah. 
Now, that being said, um, I still really did enjoy uh, the sea, um, the yeah. seething rain weeps for you. Oh. <laughs> uh, the oh, vocals on that one were just so on point. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that one. Yeah, um, but like the the chorus i you probably can't think of it just listening to it one time but if you go back it's like the most catchy chorus vocal but then the drums are just like smashing yeah like, yeah <laughs> they're just hammering it's yeah like, it was it was very uh but like i did get catch... that position of like the most aggressive and like the most mm -hmm. cute <laughs> <laughs> that was something that i found throughout the album it's like even though like the uh the vocals are in a little bit of the higher range falsettos um they're either the the guitars were gnarly sounding or the drums were just a beast like they always had this little bit of an off-kilter aspect to them yeah there's always something that sounds like just this untamed beast mm -hmm. yeah that, um, Getting... the guitar and between the guitar and drums it's usually one of those two Mm -hmm. uh, the drums the drummer is kind of a monster and has this very big arena type yeah. drum sound um and the guitarist is really interesting unique style i think um he actually quit the band in 2015 oh uh, bo madsen right. um but just very aggressive attack on his mm -hmm. strumming like John, John, John. yeah like, it's just very like yeah, he's oh, almost yeah. he's almost treating the guitar like a percussive instrument rather yeah. than like a string instrument. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only other note that I had was, um, and I didn't write them down, but the Zookeeper's Boy, I love the lyrics too, and just how strange they are. Um, I need to go back and like really pay attention more towards the lyrics. Um, but I do remember it's like... Um, something's like a giraffe you have to climb to get the head or it's like an ostrich where it's buried in the sand yeah and i'm like those are just like i love those kinds of lyrics it was so fun yeah i really I, to this day i have no idea what any of this album is about, but <laughs> there's very memorable moments like that yeah absolutely um yeah and i did feel um very similar to you in that I felt like the white-lipped kiss was the perfect ending to this album. Um, not to say that Louise Louisa wasn't a bad song. Like it's, it's still a great song, but it feels more like a, like a bonus track. Um, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, we're, there's, there's still music going on. Okay. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like a good, good track on its own, but it, it, at that point I'm like the wave has, yeah, and ex especially with how stop and go it is, because it, it's the only one that doesn't have like a clear, smooth kind of forethought towards it. It just feels like, okay, it starts, it stops, starts again, it stops again. Um, and I just felt, yeah, it was just a little off. It's still a good song. Um, but I don't, I don't enjoy it as a closing piece, but again, this is just first listen. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. So yeah. Strange, like add on, it feels like they had so much material and they just ended up yeah. going with including all of it and <laughs> or most of it instead yeah. of cutting it down some more. So, yeah. 
Well, thanks for uh, introducing me to Mew. Uh, I will definitely dive a little deeper. Uh, where would you say like my next stop on the Mew train should be? Yeah, good question. If, so if I like this. One, um, this one has a little bit of everything. The Frengers is earlier. Uh, so it has a kind of um, innocent uh, type of sound to it that's similar. Um, and that's really good. Some definite, okay. definite standout tracks there. I, I was going to say track, the first track on that album is my favorite Muse song. Okay, because it does wow. seem like some of the um, other popular tracks are from that yeah. album. Yeah, "Am I Right?" No, is my favorite Muse. Song. Okay, so that's a yeah, probably one of my most like played songs ever. Oh, <laughs> well then that it will be my next stop then. Yeah, um, but but. I really like the last two uh, visuals and plus minus as well. They're more like just pop, kind of dream pop, um, accessible albums. There's mm -hmm. definitely still really weird moments and genres thrown in the mix, mm -hmm. um, but it's more accessible. And there's they always have some big ballads to close the albums. That's kind of one of their things. They do that really well. Um, so don't don't just listen to the beginning, definitely get to that last track on those albums because okay. they're really, really solid. Um, but I, I, there's not a bad album. The middle one is probably the most experimental, Ooh. possibly. So okay. there's weird stuff on there. There's definitely some proggy like time shifts and um, bizarre hmm. sounds, uh, but it's still pop, I mean, <laughs> for the yeah. most part. <laughs> view is always very melodic and i actually think their vocalist is great i do think he could have more of an edge at times but i just know that that's not his thing and so i'd rather him just you know do what he do what he's good at um but it does become a little bit like one monotonous in a sense not that his melodies are always really interesting but his tone is always very similar gotcha. very clean and you know, soft. Um, mm -hmm. So I, it'd be cool to hear them. That's why I love this album has Jay Maskis from Dinosaur Jr. on a couple tracks. You probably heard like this raspy voice come in. Yeah. And I think that that combination is perfect. I wish that they had that throughout their discography. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that just listen to them all. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I, have, I have my next stop and then further further readings as i like to yeah. call them yeah beautiful uh well thanks for coming on uh showing showing me some you and um i was giving you some perfect beings hopefully yeah. you'll check out some more of those yeah well let me know if you ever see the vinyl press and, and oh 100 i will yeah will do um, so yeah thanks for coming on uh, is there anything you want to promote anything you want the listener to know about I have a new podcast, but it's not music related, so I won't even. <laughs> hey, you can do you can do so. This is my podcast, right? I'm giving you a little bit of a platform. Go for it. Sure. It's called the Influence Hacker Podcast. It's uh, business and and marketing mainly related, but just talking to interesting people, mm -hmm. learning about new things. If you like that, then can't really go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so yeah, go and check that out. Moment. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. We'll definitely have to get you back on in the future. Um, 
And yeah, uh, for everybody out there, thanks for listening and just keep sharing music, everybody. <laughs>